You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos. The Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, support, or do anything you can to help us out here at the Lakers Fast Break. And... My guest, awesome network, the Off the Ball Network, which I'm going to show you right now at offtheballnetwork.com. It is truly appreciated. Well, he's returned once again. We had a great conversation before. He's back again from New York, New York. Uh, you know what? I did an awful British accent on my latest PCC multiverse, so I'm not sure if I really want to go to New York, man, New York, New York. So see, okay, I think I shut off everybody there from New York listening. Now I'm going to get a whole bunch of hate mail. Please, I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but I'll tell you what, it's great to have him back on the program again. He's an awesome guy, and you got to check out not only his Off the Ball podcast, but again, his entire network of programming he has available on the offtheballnetwork.com site. I'm showing everyone right now on Facebook Live a ton of stuff there. In fact, they're doing a deep dive into the NBA draft and also the way too early conference rankings are already out. But you know what? It's not too early anymore. In fact, with the way the system is set up right now, nothing is way too early if you're going to go ahead and start playing once again at December 22nd. But it is a good man indeed. Please follow everything that he does on the Off the Ball Network. It is Chris LeBron. And Chris, welcome back to the program. Daryl, thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, excited to be back on. And uh, thank you for that great intro. I really appreciate it. You know, doing over a thousand podcasts, hopefully I've got those intros now. But I always want to make my guests (laughs) feel special, as always, because they're hard at work doing their own thing. And I want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to not only check out the stuff that we do, but obviously the stuff that you do as well. So... I've, yes, I've checked out before it. all the great stuff that you've done and it's just, you know, you've got a great lineup of stuff. I always love your live drafts that you have. So I know yeah, that uh, that's something that's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people out there if they check it out. But I want to go ahead, speaking of drafts and get into it right now with the NBA draft, because lo and behold, in a few days, the NBA draft is coming around plus free agency right behind it. So we've got, to, you know, people talk about that way too early. You got to go ahead and talk to Stephen Gillespie and tell him it's not way too early, man. No, yeah, definitely not too early. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's been a crazy year for, for basketball and everything. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, obviously, uh, I'm very blessed to go ahead and be a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers, which did win the world championship. And I know we had discussed. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Thank that. you. As someone who grew up a block away, a couple blocks away from the forum, uh, actually, I was born a couple blocks away from the forum and, and lived nearby it most of my uh, young life. I'm, I'm so happy and thrilled for the organization. It's, it's such a great thing for them. And, be ties 1717 with the Celtics obviously is is uh, good for <laughs> exactly. conversation when you're having against Boston Celtics fans but exactly your situation in New York being a Knicks fan uh, at you are and I know you're a heavy Knicks fan I think things are turning around a little bit in your direction because you've got Leon Rose there and before we get into the draft and free agency I think things are really looking bright for the Knicks because again talent wise no it's not there yet but the staff in place, Thibodeau, we'll see if he doesn't work his players to death. Maybe he's learned some lessons over the course of his past coaching gigs, but he is a defensive dynamo, and I will give him props on that. So defensively, you, you're going to be a lot better. But what is it about the hiring of Leon Rose that really should get New York Knicks fans excited? I mean, he's uh he's different right he's not your typical gm you know front office guy and you know obviously having the the asian background that definitely is intriguing and it's worked we've seen bob myers and, and of course you uh your your lakers with rob palenka it's worked in the nba right and i know it, it could be scary because he doesn't have the experience and all that but you know when you don't have experience you have to put people around you who have experience and know what they're doing, right? And he's done that. You know, he's definitely done that, you know, with the numerous uh, hires he's had, you know, and, and you know, World Wide West, Walt Parham, and there's a, a bevy of guys that he's put around them to, to have success, kept Scott Perry around, who's, to me, got a bad rap the last two years with, with the previous regime and all that. And I think, I, I believe Scott Perry knows what he's doing. He's has a great history going back from Detroit, Orlando, has done some good things. So giving him, you know, having, keeping him around and, and just like I said, just putting good people around them that can help him through this process, right? Yeah. And, and I think what people get excited about is, yes, we all know that, like, you know, as Knicks fans and we've been, you know, with Phil Jackson and, and Isaiah Thomas and all these big names and his relationship with players. I think that should get fans excited. Yes, you know, like I said, like it, it could be scary too because we've been through this before. But the, the the connections he's had with some great players, and you know, just the just I think that really excites Knicks fans, and it just feels different from all the people I talk, you know, that uh, that cover the Knicks and all that. They sense that too that it's just different. There's a different feel. There's not that that there's just not that bad vibe you get. And, and with this front office so far, you kind of feel like they know what they're doing and, and they, uh, they, they know they, they have the vision and they, they feel like they can execute it and, and bring this team back to, to relevance, you know? Uh, and so it, it definitely has a lot of Knicks fans more optimistic than pessimistic. So it's going to be interesting to see how they execute the draft free agency and just how they go about, you know, the, the, Rebuilding this team because to me, the NBA is better when New York, Boston, LA, Chicago, those staples, you know, those big markets are better. And Boston's better. Your Lakers, you know, both LA teams are better, you know, in good shape. You know, the Lakers just won a championship. Chicago seems like they're on the come up. 
Now we got to get New York and they'll come up too. So there seems to be a lot of optimism with New York fans, but you know, we still got to wait and see because we've been burned before. So we still have that, you know, we still have that feeling of past, but you know, it's definitely a lot of optimism with uh, in New York right now. I think the key right there, you said at the very beginning, worldwide West uh, is one of the major uh, additions to the executive board, which I think is a key because he was the right-hand man for Leon Rose at CAA, and he is a widely respected individual with the players. And I think that's the key going forward for bringing in free agents and bringing in talent to the team. I've heard rumors, and I know you've heard those same rumors, that the team is going to be leaning towards, and I think this is not a bad idea, buying bad contracts, getting trade assets, getting more assets early on, and going the route of, you know what, we're going to have a little bit of harsh times early but once those contracts come off the books your salary cap is a lot better and obviously your draft uh, you've got a whole bunch of draft picks and a lot of trade assets to go on top of it because if you if you're if you become the dumping ground for just a year or two of bad contracts you can accrue a lot of assets so the rumors out there are you hearing the same thing i think you are yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Westbrook rumors, Oladipo rumors. We definitely hear it. And, you know, especially with the Westbrook, that seems like the one that can, can has the most legs out of it. It's, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take him, though, unless you had a lot of draft picks. And Houston doesn't have that many assets outside yeah. of Westbrook. And that's the thing is like, but you know, whatever they have, they don't have much. So yeah. like, why that doesn't really excite me because you know, in order to take down a contract, you're gonna have to, you know, you have to give up enough, you know, some assets, some picks for us to be able to want to take bring back, you know, that big contract at Westbrook and all that. And you know, the fit is kind of weird because you know we got our not I mean we don't have a lot of talent, but still you you want to build with R.J. Barrett and stuff and the. It doesn't seem like he's a very bold um, like he, he he doesn't play off the ball, no pun intended. He doesn't play off the ball and all that. He strictly, you know, plays point guard, has the ball in his hand, so the usage rate is there. And, you know, obviously he's still a tremendous player. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you know, this season I think he averaged twenty seven you know, he averaged twenty seven points a game. I mean, obviously the triple doubles, the previous three years MVP. But the it, I don't know if you know, our, our, our Knicks fans, yes, we want to get back to the playoffs, but is being an eight seed or fighting to be an eight seed something that is going to really excite you? Yes, it, it's it's going to feel better because you haven't made the playoffs, but oh, like, you know, I think we want more than just being an eight seed, right? You yeah. want be to well, being fodder for Milwaukee really doesn't help you. Look at Orlando. They've been yeah, fodder for exactly. Milwaukee, yeah. Exactly, exactly, right? That Orlando is in the spot where they may win a game, you know, they win a game every year as an eight seed, but, but they, you don't see that, you know, yeah, it's just, and I've always, yeah, yeah, and I've always said, like, do you really want to be in that middle, like, where Orlando is, like, it's constantly, like, stuck in the middle, like, you don't know where to go, like, do we, how do we get to that next step where we're a top four seed? And we're getting to the second, you know, conference finals, or we can just be cool with being an eight seed in that. And in Orlando, that might be cool down there, but I know in New York, that's not going to fly. You know, it, it would be fine for a year because you haven't made the playoffs seven years, but after that, it's like, okay, guys, let's go. Let's, let's, 
And this happened years ago when we first got Carmelo, right? I mean, the first year they were a six seed. You know, they, they uh, I believe they got swept by Boston. The next year, you know, they lose in five uh, as an eight seed. And then they take that step and be a two seed. And then they go back. So, you know, it, it's it's a position where, yes, not make the playoffs, right? <laughs> you just want to know how it feels to be in the playoffs. But are, do you want to just be an eight seed, an eight seed, and all that? And so that that's going to be tough. Obviously, you add Westbrook. He's going to bring energy and all that. But. You still you know, I don't have I'm, enough. I don't think you still have yeah, enough. I, they don't have. We don't have enough pieces around yeah. him. You know, uh, Chris for, Paul and, though to take that. Chris Paul might Chris be Paul better. And Chris, and or Oklahoma City has a ton of assets. Okay. So if yes. you're if you want draft picks, they will give you draft picks because they have 500 exactly. draft picks coming over the next 10 years. So <laughs> exactly right from that Clippers trade. I mean, they hold. They they. They definitely uh, and Houston. I think they've made yeah and yeah. That's a way better option uh, than you know trying to get Westbrook. Even though Westbrook is still you know still in his still has a lot of good years left. And Chris Paul, you know, he's still going to be thirty six and he's he's getting older. He has all the injuries, but you know the Knicks are going to want to accumulate picks and attach picks to go with the, that huge contract you're taking on. So I rather. It, you know, I'm not crazy about either. You know, I, I rather just let's, let's see how we do with the young guys and, and just build and then, you know, go that way. But, you know, the Chris Paul stuff it, to me is more intriguing than the Westbrook stuff, you know, uh, for me as far if they were to make a deal. Just like like you mentioned, that getting back some assets, some more draft picks that can, you know, that can help us in the future. You talked about building through the draft. You talked about building with your young players. And the draft is coming up, like I said, here in a few days. I wanted to ask you this. You're sitting at number nine right now, your team, number nine, the New York eight. Knicks. Eight. eight. Okay, eight. 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 My bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Off the top of my head, I was like, an eight or nine? Eight, eight. Because yeah, Washington's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Washington's, yeah, nine, Washington's yeah. At, at nine, and then you got Phoenix at 10. So Phoenix at 10, yeah. number eight. Where you see yourself saying, I hope to goodness gracious that you will not go ahead and trade up in a draft that's kind of weak just to go after Ball. I know he's electric. Yeah. I know he's right now number one on my big board, but I'm not sure if he's the type of individual you go ahead and trade the farm for just to go ahead and move up seven slots. There still will be someone decent when it comes around at your time at number mm-hmm. eight. Do you agree yeah. or... Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And then, like, I've hearing the rumors of Killian Hayes possibly getting to the Knicks at eight excites me so much because he's my number one player on my board. I just love, I just love what he does. His playmaking, his ability to score, get in the paint. I, I love, and the defensive potential to me is there. I think the three point shooting people worry about. I think that can improve in the league. You know, he just because he's, a, you know, I think, an eighty percent free throw shooter. I think he, he's a good. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good indicator for a lot. A lot of you know, that's a good indicator. If you're a good free throw shooter, I, I you know, it, you can definitely improve on your three point shot. So you know, he shoots around you know high seventies, eighties. So that's good. So you know, he'd be able to to get to the hole and, and hit his free throws, which is something the Knicks need because the free throw shooting wasn't great this year, and you know. So that's something you know that I think would be great for New York if he's there, or or even if he's, you know, if he gets past if he's past Chicago because I've heard Chicago too is in on him. 
I think the Knicks may even try to trade up a few spots to get him if they think he could be the guard of the future. Because to me, it's always best player available. But to me, you know, you got to come out with a point guard, whether it's him or a or a Kyra Lewis Jr. or a Tyrese Halliburton. You got, I feel like the Knicks at the eighth pick or they move up a, a spot or two have to come away with one of those three guys. I think they they come out with the one of those three guys. I I really like, you know, all three of those fits with R.J. Barrett. You know, to me, they, the Knicks need to move up, uh, play faster style. You know, R.J. Barrett is great in transition, likes getting to the hole, get him easier shots. You know, um, so to me, they they got to find a way to get to get one of those point guards. To me, those are the, the top three point guards. Even a Cole Anthony too. I I really like too his game. I know people aren't as high on him because. You know, they, they, they see the shooting percentage and they just get scared. But yep. to me, he didn't have a great team, you know, in North Carolina. They struggled with spacing and all that. Didn't have a lot of pros around him. And he has the pedigree, right? His dad's Greg Anthony. To me, the Knicks at eight, if they stay put, if if the dream scenario, if Hayes is there at eight, if he drops, I go, I, I run to the Zoom podium and, and tell Adam Silver we're taking Hayes. But if he's not there, and I don't think he'll be there because I think he's a tremendous talent, and I think Chicago might be looking at him and take him. To me, Kyra Lewis, to me, if he's there at eight, I think he will be at eight. He's a top five guy for me personally, and uh, he's moved up the boards a lot. To me, you go take Kyra Lewis, fast point guard, like I said, up-tempo, playmaking, improve from, soft, from freshman to sophomore year, can, you know, uh, has proved his, his shooting and all that. To me, That'd be great. But Halliburton, like to me, point guard, I, you know, got to get one of these point guards because to me, the, they don't have that player on their roster right now that can can be really dynamic. And uh, so to me, get that. You pair him up with Artie Barrett and, and you play pick and roll with Mitchell Robinson. To me, that that makes you automatically better right there alone. And then obviously continue to build with pick 27. And then, you know, I think they got 38 too. And then, you know, make a couple moves for agency and, and see what you do. But then, you, I mean, you get one of those guys, you're moving in the right step, you know, with the Knicks as far as getting better for next season. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. One of the things that's been proposed out there is Golden State at number two. Yes. Uh, and talking about a package deal, which would include a number two pick, uh, most likely Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately. Sorry about that. But, you know, <laughs> New York can absor- absorb the contract on that. But also the number one pick for Minnesota, I think, would be next year as well. That's been packaged in regards to New York for the number eight pick, Mitchell Robinson and may or may not be R.J. Barrett. Would you take that trade? I'm not as high on R.J. as you are, so I would actually do the deal 
because next year's draft class, as you know, is loaded. And having Minnesota's yes. pick in a Western Conference murderer's row, that with, you know, because they're not going to really get that high this year, no matter who they draft or who they trade mm-hmm. for. I would really be enticed by that. I would go for it personally. I, that's tough. Because Mitchell is due for extension, just to let you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I know he's due for an extension, and the Knicks are going to have a decision whether they're going to pay him long term. And you know, he he's definitely uh, an intriguing prospect. And like, I know Knicks, a lot of Knicks fans really love Mitch and think he's untradeable. As far as that, you know, if the right deal is there, I wouldn't mind trading because you know he still has a lot of things to work on. Any deal with RJ Barrett would be tough for me personally. I know people are are scared for like it's just you know projecting RJ Barrett in the future to see if he's going to take that next step and be an All Star type player. I know people are worried about the shooting and all that, but um, it, that'll be tough, man. That's tough to do that with RJ. You know, uh, I feel like that's our guy, and I really want him to be a part of this. I don't know if they're entertaining all that. You know, getting the number one pick and getting more picks for next year. I know the next two drafts. You know, getting picks for the next two drafts is important, but we don't know, right? Yep. We don't know how things can happen. We get the picks from Minnesota, and somehow Minnesota takes off, and they're a playoff team, and then it's like I don't you know, know about that. It's gonna be never, hard. The I West know, is loaded. The top six know, in the East, top six or seven in the East, is really stacked, and the top six, seven, eight. Maybe even nine in the West are really going to be hard to go, especially if Phoenix upgrades too as well. That throws a lot of, of roadblocks in front of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, for a team yeah. that doesn't really have any type of defensive stopper out there, that's going to be a tough deal for Minnesota to go ahead and climb up. Yeah. I would be I would be really interested. RJ, like I said, you're in love more with him than I am. I, I see a lot of his uh, – he's young, so you've got to go ahead and, and watch him develop a little more. His volume, his shot selection is not there yet. Uh, the percentages obviously dictate that it's not a pretty sight right now. He's not at Kevin Knox level. Let's not even go there. But he <laughs> is someone that does still have a bright – you see flashes. You do see exactly. flashes with him. But it, it's come to the point where do you see enough to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to make him a foundational piece going forward. And that's the question I'm sure Leon Rose is asking himself at this point. A in lot time. of tough decisions, a lot of tough decisions, because you got the projectings, right? Yeah. The, it's hard, and it's hard to do that because you saw, you didn't see, a, you know, obviously the season. And it's crazy because he was playing well before the shutdown, right? He was averaging 17 and a half, 45% shooting. Free throw shooting was improved. Everything was improving. So, you know, it would have been – it would have been great to see, you know, continuation and see his progression. So it's unfortunate that, it, that everything got cut short with, with the pandemic and all that. But it, it's tough to to see if, you know, I think those are real things they're thinking about. Is RJ, RJ Barrett, you know, going to be that guy? Because if he's not that guy, then they have to really think about because there's no one else on that team yeah. that has the potential to be that guy, right? You know, yeah. so they, I think – a lot of decisions are going to be made around is RJ that dude. So, and that's tough to project because, you know, yes, like you said, he struggled and shoot well and all that, but they, they also have to, they also have to look at, well, they didn't, we didn't, the previous regime did not put the right, a lot of good pieces around RJ to be successful too. Right. They did not have spacing, a lot of, a lot of non shooters. And when you put a guy who is a non shooter around a bunch of guys who are non shooters, Things aren't going to go well. Yeah. So 
if they if they can figure out if he projects and then put some guys around him and just to me I would stick with RJ put some shooters around him and then you can get a better feel of what he is you know going to be as a player moving forward you know because last year was tough because like you said they just didn't have a lot of a lot of good players around them so if you put if you you know get some good draft picks get some guys who can shoot the ball and offseason and if you show if he's the, if he's the same player or worse then you can then you can have a better feel and be like okay we got to find a franchise type player and that's probably have to be via created uh via trade or, or if if you get a high pick, we got to take a guy, and that's going to be our guy. So they, they have some interesting moves, but to me, I, I go with RJ. Let's do this one more year, figure and and put better players around. Maybe we can get a better feel of how it's because to me, he's a he's a he's a great playmaker, you know, uh, and you know he could do things, you know. I know, and the shooting was improving before the shutdown. So I, I'm I'm maybe it's the, the Nick fan in me that just wants him to be great so bad because. We saw this with Porzingis, and then boom, he's gone. And you don't want that to happen where he goes somewhere else, and he's then he's the guy there. So it's just a, maybe that's a part of me that just wants him to stay here and let's just see if he can be that dude because he wants it, right? Yeah. He has that New York New York City mentality. He wants to be great here. He wants to be a part of the ride. The Knicks are back. So maybe that's that's my heart talking, but I, I would keep him. Don't, you know, unless it's like a crazy deal where you, you know, James Harden type, where you're getting Harden or, or something like that, then you're like, all right, I'm sorry. Right. So it's not like, even the number two pick, the number two now, pick. In this year's draft, I don't, I don't know. I and do it for this year's and draft. I'm throwing you out a Minnesota pick, as well. The Minnesota pick. Yeah, but like with the Knicks luck, that that like you said, Minnesota makes the playoffs and then the pick does nothing. That that'll be the Knicks luck. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's just we've been burned before, Gerard. It's been it's yes, just like I know, that. <laughs> I know. I, it's I, just, if we didn't have the history of all the all the bad trades and, and all this happening, maybe I would be like, no, let's let's take that shot. But our luck, RJ goes, you know, and, and takes Minnesota and make make the playoffs, and that pick means nothing, or or you know, we're Golden State, and it just means nothing, and we're back to square one. It's like I don't want to be back to square one. It, that's awful. I'm uh, my heart can't take no more. 60 lost seasons and and not getting the top pick in the lottery like last year. I can't do it no more. I'm, I'm I want to I want to be where you guys are at. I want to I want to taste champagne. You know, so it's just you know uh, it, you know I just I just want this team to to get back to, to being competitive and respected. You know the the it, this team's been disrespected. You know because of all the nonsense and and a lot of the non the off the court stuff, you know. So I just want to get this team to be a respectable where where team where free agents and players gonna want to come here, right? You know, they they're gonna want to be like, okay, the Knicks we're gonna we don't want to go to Brooklyn, we're gonna go to the Knicks, right? Yeah. You know, we want guys like Durant to want to come to the Knicks, right? We have to give them reason to want to come here. It just can't be flashing, you know, bright lights, you know, Seventh Avenue, Thirty Fourth Street. You know, you're playing in New York City. That just can't be the pitch no more because guys don't care because they can make money wherever, right? So if you put around a good franchise, put some good players, you know that that's what players want. And then you can bring oh, okay, with with the winning and all that. Now everything else comes in, and now you can make even more money with with endorsements and all that. So. They just got to do that and, and get back to to that mentality because you know just big lights nobody cares about that anymore. Well, the thing is, uh, I know it starts with Leon Rose at this point because he's going to have to do a major sell job to not only to the fans out there but also the players because 
as long as you have Dolan in charge, that's yeah. going to be a detriment. But Leon Rose is a step in the right direction to sort of cancel that out. And, oh, yes. and we have seen that pattern like you're talking about with Palinka and also as well what we saw in Golden State where an agent mm -hmm. comes to light. So I'm hoping for success for your team. I'm hoping for that, that type of progression that you want to see. Because, yeah, like you said, the NBA is so much better if the Knicks are better. And exactly. I wanted to ask you this before we head on out. I want to ask you this. NBA mm -hmm. free agency right after because you're getting hit. Wham, wham, draft, Ooh. wham, free agency, wham. It's crazy. It, it is it's crazy. crazy. You know, this, this is just, okay. I love it, though. Yeah. And I then training that. camps, like a week, almost a week later. That's just exactly. wham, wham, Everything. wham. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I want to talk to you about this uh, free agency. Is there anybody that the Knicks are going for? We'll talk about the Lakers in a sec because I know people are listening to this like, where's the Lakers? Is the Lakers show? <laughs> yes. We'll talk about the Lakers in a sec here. But if you're talking about the Knicks, Obviously not getting the top of the line free agents are going to be happening right now for you guys because of where you guys are at in the standings. But is there anything that you could possibly target because you do have cap space, you do have money to spend, and if nobody's going to be sending deals your way or dumping salaries your way and giving you those prime assets we talked about at the front of the show, where do you think they might lean at free agency? And please, for the love of God, do not tell me a power forward. <laughs> not the power fours they like going after no oh, i mean there's they're, they only have five of them so we we have enough of those guys you know so uh but a stretch forward would be would there be uh something that they the like a like a bertons or joe harris or someone like that to me would be a good a good fit for the like you said like we talked before with rj adding shooters to me is is behind you know, getting a point guard who can move, you know, move this team up and down the court. Getting shooting is number two right behind it. you got to add shooting to this team. This is not a good shooting team. Must add shooting to this team. You know, I know there's Gallinari. You know, there's rumors of him possibly coming back. I don't know uh, if uh, the money, you know, if they're willing to give him a long-term deal. And I think that, at his but, age, though, he wants to win. He's indicated that he wants to yeah. go to a winning team. Yes, so you know there's going to be you know stuff like that too. So I could see you know, him taking a whether, pay cut. Yeah, just, just to go so, on a know, winner. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know I've heard that, but I don't think I don't think that's a, that he'll come here. But to me, like the bird, like Bertans, Joe Harris, guys like that, the Knicks should be trying to target. And you know, with and those guys going to be hot commodities because what teams like that love, you know, teams love players like that, guys exactly. like that, and and you know we saw. We saw, you know, what, uh, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, horse. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's another guy they could bring back, right? They traded him to the Clippers. They could bring him back. And, uh, you know, there's, we saw the shooting Duncan Robinson in the playoffs, right? Guys like that are valuable. You know, Contavious Pope for you guys, that's valuable player, right? He's going to, he's going to command money. He's going to get, he's, you know, he's going to get paid, yes. you know, probably make a few extra million dollars because, of what he did in the finals, right? And, and his obviously his versatility on defense too helps too when you're when you're a three and D guy too. So yes. that's even more valuable. So you know, to me, the Knicks need to target guys like that that can shoot the ball, and also in the draft too. There's a lot of good shooters in this draft too, especially late that they can get. So to me, the Knicks need to come come out of this. You know, I know I've heard Fred Van Vliet too you know, as a possibility. You know, uh, I, I like him as a leader. You know, he could play on and off the ball too, which is good. Because I think they could. 
needs to ball a little, ball a little bit more to be a playmaker too. Uh, I don't know about the money and the and the long term and and the you know if they think he's a true fit because you know he was in Toronto and in uh, he was playing around good players you know yeah. so when you go to the Knicks it's different right and when you're making more money than he was you know he he'd go from making eight million dollars to making twenty million dollars you're going to be looked at different because yeah. you're expected to take that next step and can he do that so that's going to be an interesting if they if they if they dabble into the the Fred VanVleet uh, sweepstakes but uh there's not it's not really a lot of big free agents they can go out which i'm actually happy that uh that this is the case so uh the media can can, can relax on us and not get on us because obviously there's no really i mean any day is, is most likely going to resign with the lakers so uh and you know brandon ingram was someone i would like but he's restricted and so whatever offer sheet he's got pelicans most likely are going to match it so there's no one really else out there. But like I said, a Bertans or Joe Harris, guys like that, the Knicks should try to add, get some shooting. And like I said, also in the draft target shooting. So just get some shooting around RJ and whoever's the point guard for this team next year. And just, I think that uh, that'll be a, a good step forward for the Knicks. If you guys didn't have so many power forwards, I would tell you Christian Wood. <laughs> Christian, Christian Wood. Wood is a good player, but he's, he's, he's similar to a lot of the guys. Yeah. And like, I know he's an ascending player. And, you know, he played good the last two years in Detroit. But I feel like he, he, he would just – and he right improved there. the shooter too, but I feel like he fits in all those. That, you know, uh, he's kind of similar to what we have. So, you know, if they can get him on a cheap rate maybe. But uh, to me, try to go after like uh, – Bertans is like my number yes. one target. Like I'm I'm big Bertans. Every time he came to the garden, it just seemed like he lights up. So I'm big of Bertans guy. I don't know if he wants to come here. You know, because we're not, you know, we're we're not a, uh, you know, we probably not get a playoff team. But you know, think, you know, we'll, we'll see how the market is for him, because uh, I'm sure it's going to be in the, he's going to be in demand because he's a tremendous shooter and, and his scoring. You know, he's just a, he improved as a scorer, just an all around basketball player. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do. But you know, add shooting, 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 shooting. That's point guard. Finding your point guard of the future. You know, hopefully, uh, or just an upgrade, just trying to upgrade yeah. a point guard and add shooters, and I think that'll help you going. It's you know for next season where you know you got a bigger crop of free agency, drafts better, and you know uh, things a little bit more stable in the world where you can get a better feel of you know the salary cap and all that yeah. stuff. So uh, I think those few things and you know, nothing drastic. Just don't do nothing crazy where you're giving guys four years, eighty million dollars, or anything crazy. Don't do the typical Knicks stuff that we just. At ball, I'm at. Let's, you know, but I'm confident in Leon and he'll that he knows what he's doing and uh, he has good people around him to get the job done. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm optimistic, you know, with a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of athlete, but you know, I I got faith in Leon right now. So, you know, uh, I'm I trust that he can he's gonna make the right moves. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step, bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed, and then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted, and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, I'm speaking to Chris LeBron from the Off the Ball Network. Check out everything that he's doing today and his entire team of guys that are actually going ahead and covering all the entire sports world at offtheballnetwork.com. You're looking at the entire site right now, all the options that are there for you from college basketball, college football, fantasy football, the NFL, Major League Baseball, pro wrestling, and more. It is offtheballnetwork.com see all the writers and the podcast it's just this great place to go an experience you need to go ahead and check out if for any sports fan that's out there that is offtheballnetwork.com yes but before we head on out my friend i gotta go ahead and talk a little lakers so before we head on out i wanted to go ahead and ask you this if you're sitting right now in the room with rob palenka and he's giving he's asking for advice on what type of small moves large moves or any type of moves you make before you head into training camp in three, two, three weeks now, 18 days. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on that. And where would you lean to when free agency hits? Or do you see them trading up? I don't see them trading up per se, but I think a free agency is a little bit better swallow for them at this point in time. I think they're in a position too. just add some more shoes, get some younger guys, you know, maybe get a younger big, you know, cause they, they kind of have, you know, an older roster, yeah. you know? Uh, and so you want to get a little, inject some, some youth into that, you know, uh, into the bench and all that, you know, and, you know, cause LeBron is getting older and, and stuff. So you want to get some, some younger guys coming off uh, the bench and all that and a younger big and all that, but in the draft, you know, there's guys, I, I think with the Lakers around the, the, that tw- late twenties, they can get themselves a good shooter. Like I think a, a fit would be like a Desmond Bain out of TCU who could shoot, you know, or, or if Aaron Naismith there, uh, a, you know, or or a Tyrell Terry type player, you know, Dotson or or like a Malachi Flynn, you know, uh, get yourself a younger point guard, you know, that can that can that can move and, and do some stuff, you know. You know, just add a couple of young guys and like I said, add more shooting. LeBron LeBron loves his shooters, you know, so Add guys like that, you know, you know, you got AD, you got LeBron, you guys are fine, you know, <laughs> as long as you got those two guys, you know, and you just add good pieces like Palinka, Palinka just made all the right moves last year, right? He just made so many good low key moves. He knows what he's doing. If he makes little moves like that, I think you guys will be fine and and you'll 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 be right there contending for another championship because as long as you got twenty three <laughs> and, and, and AD. You're, you're you're gonna be fine because 23 feels like he's 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 not slowing down. The fact that he's you know 35. No, everyone says he's 35 a year. So he's 22. Me, don't even say that he's 22. <laughs> I I don't think we've ever seen something like this in sports where a yeah. guy's 17 years deep into his profession, he's the best player in the sport. You know, so it's remarkable what he's done. So as long as he's healthy, and as long as AD is healthy, and you add a couple guys here and there. 
I think you'll be fine. And uh, like I said, the draft, you know, there's some good guys that the, that the Lakers can get that can that can help this team right away too. So that's what's good about where they're sitting is that you know you know uh, there's a lot of good seniors, you know, three year guys that will, that can fit right into the Lakers and contribute right away. Like I said, a Bain would be perfect. I think I, I talked about this in a lot of draft shows. I've done Bain and the Lakers and like Bain and like the Nets to me are like perfect fits, you know, like match made in heaven. So, you know, if I, I've mocked Bain to like the Nets a lot, but I've mocked Bain to the Lakers a lot too, because I think the fit is perfect. So if they can get a guy like that, or like, like I said, Naismith before, or, or get one of those combo guards later, they'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. And then as far as for agency, try to find shooters and, and maybe, uh, you know, a big, you know, a, a younger big. So, uh, you know, but the Lakers are, are sitting fine, you know, uh, tremendous season, obviously capped off a winning championship. I mean, kudos to you guys. I'm jealous, super jealous. I want to get there. Listen, you guys did have your struggles, even though, yeah, I don't feel too bad because you had a lot of great years, even before the but. You had some bad years. Yes. I will admit, there were some bad years, you yes. know, for the, for the Lakers, and uh, you know, uh, so you know, to come back. That's why. That's why, as a Knicks fan, you you feel optimism because it can happen, right? Like there was people turning down the Lakers as free agents, and we're talking about top notch free agents. Like, what? Who would ever think people would turn down a chance to be with the Lakers, right? And now that's changed, right? And I believe. That that can happen with the Knicks, so it gives me optimism that it can happen, right? Yes. It, it it really can happen. It's just a matter of putting in the right front office, and 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 just putting the right guys around that person, like the like the Lakers have done with Polenka and what Bob Myers has done in Golden State. So it gives me optimism that it can happen with the Knicks. So, but the Lakers to me are in good shape as long as you got twenty three eight eighty. You guys are sitting fine. So uh, yeah, man. Kudos, congratulations on that championship. But that was. It was a it was a it was a great run too. It was a tough run, the tough run that you guys battled. Uh, you know, everyone doubting you. It, it was crazy because you were, people were like, "All right, Portland's gonna win. Portland's gonna beat them." Shut that down. You know, Denver and, and all these. You know, Houston wins game. All oh, they're gonna lose. You they take care of Houston five. Denver coming off three two straight down three ones. They take care of them, and then the Heat. You know, obviously coming off, you know, beating, you know, having their run beating Milwaukee and then coming back, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler doing everything possible to try to come back and then shutting that down. So it, it was a tough, tough, uh, tough way to, to win. But you guys persevered and you got it. So uh, it gives me optimism to see, you know, hopefully the Knicks can can get back and the same way the Lakers have built, you know, the, the Lakers back to being the Lakers. And uh, you tied Boston. And that's even, that's the best thing because now we don't have to hear Boston fans Saying they have the most championships, so so it's a blessing. You know, the New York Boston rivalry is intense. So the fact that you guys tied it was like, all right, and that yeah, that, that that was that was good. You know, we don't got to hear them no, bragging about they have the most NBA championships, and then I hear about them with the with the with the Red Sox. They won twenty championships last. You know, the Hawks, all of that. I'm enough. So now we now that's what I was grateful for the Lakers tying that and ending all that talk. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm hopeful for the day the Knicks and the Lakers can meet in the finals. That would be a great day indeed for the league and for, Ooh. I know, obviously both you and I. I'm hoping for that day down the road in the not-too-distant future. But before we head on out, my friend, I want you to go and give the hard sell. It's that hard sell time. So you got to go ahead and do that pitch out there. Everybody who's watching and everybody who's listening, why they need to check out the Off the Ball Network. 
Yes. So I have, I have the I started the Off Ball Network like two and a half months ago with a bunch of guys that I've had on my show and and really supported my podcast. And uh, so I decided, hey, you know, you guys want to help me build this? So uh, you know, I had a couple guys started off with, and then you know, we found more guys that wanted to be a part of it, and uh, we've kind of built something pretty cool. So uh, it's been fun, you know, uh, have some great stuff going on in the network, and. Uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, the, the podcast is going well, too. You know, I'm on Dash Radio now, which is pretty cool. You know, the uh, you know just to see how far the podcast has gone from even when the last time I talked to you till now, it's pretty, pretty wild. So uh, it, it's cool. And then, like I said, I, I got I got a, my last mock draft show Monday with some pretty good guys. I've, the, the, the amount of great draft guys I've had on. I mean, you've had Rafael Barlow on here before. He's I've awesome. Had him on. Absolutely awesome. He's, he's, he, he's really he's really good and, and he's so you know he he knows everything about everyone so it, it's so much fun to learn from all these guys and, and just get to know more about the prospects and all so i have one coming up monday night uh the last one before the draft so i'm excited about that but yeah we're doing great stuff at the network podcast is doing great so far so man i can't complain everything's going good so far and uh you know basketball's coming right around the corner so yep. You know, that gives me more content to talk about and, and to produce. So I'm excited. Next week can't come here any faster. And then we get right into, you know, finally, you know, in a few months, a few weeks, we get, I finally get to watch my Knicks and see how they look, you know, uh, you know, uh, how they look going into the season. So I'm excited. Everything's going well at the network. Everything's going well with the podcast. So I can't complain. It's uh, just it's a, go on. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on any uh, podcast platform you want on YouTube also. Off the Ball Pod, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Off the Ball Pod uh, Network, also on all social media platforms, and on and uh, you can listen to the, the the exclusive shows we have on Facebook. We produce it on the we put we put it on all uh, the podcast platforms, and you can listen to it there. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. It's it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. It looks like it indeed, and you got to go ahead and check out everything that Chris is doing today on the Off the Ball Podcast, which is available on Dash Radio. And also as well, wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, Off the Ball Network, check that out. And of course, offtheballnetwork.com for all and everything sports related. Go ahead and check it out today. Right now, they're heavy into basketball. Check out the upcoming live mock draft that he's going to be doing this week. And when this airs mm -hmm. on audio, if you're listening, it's going to be airing the same week. So you want to go ahead and check that out because it's heading just before the draft. We're looking forward to the NBA draft, and we're also looking forward to NBA free agency. But, Chris, yes. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you stopping by. Once again, I want to bring you back on, obviously, as things start to evolve and evolve with this crazy season that we're about ready to have. Once again, after a yes. crazy season, which we did have here in 2020. <laughs> but I want exactly. to wish you, you and your family continued health. Uh, continue yes, safety thank you, thank you. and uh, i wish everyone out there as well the same please be safe be responsible and protect others and yourself but we're hoping that everybody is going to be okay because we've got a lot of basketball to be talking about in the next few days and we're going to be talking yes. about it not only on the off the ball networks which you got to check out but we'll be talking a lot of basketball in the coming days right here at the lakers fast break podcast <laughs>